Hi, everybody. I'm Mel Scott, and this is the Eyes Free Fitness Podcast number 29. Today, we're going to have an interview with Marty Klein, and he's going to talk about his new documentary project that is about the disabled liberation is what he's calling it, and I'm going to let him tell you about that. But first, a few quick notes before we get into that interview. I think he's really going to light a fire under you and make you think about things in a different way. So stick around. And then after that, Peggy Fleischer is going to tell us how to cook quinoa. And quinoa is spelled Q-U-I-N-O-A. Some people pronounce it quinoa, but it's quinoa, and quinoa is a grain that is a wonderful substitute for pasta or rice. It is full of nutrients and protein, so I think you're going to want to hear how Peggy cooks it. She cooks it in a different way, which makes it easier for people to get it right. So, that's what's going on here today with the podcast, but first, I want to also give a shout out to the Pennsylvania Council of the Blind. Lisa and I were at their conference a couple of weeks ago, and we met some wonderful people, and the backpacks sold really well, and the Pilates rings, and I'm hoping people are really enjoying their their Bacti packs, and we are also going to be at the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania on November the 13th with packs and Pilates rings and yoga mats and, uh, of course, all of our workouts on thumb drives and CDs, and you can also get digital downloads. So if you want to come by and see us, if you're in Pennsylvania, we would love, love to talk with you. So let's just jump right in with our interview with Marty Klein. Hi, Marty. How are you? It's so great to have you on our podcast again. It's wonderful to be here again, Mel. I'm looking forward to sharing what I have to offer with everybody. Yeah, last time we were talking about uh, yoga, and uh, before this interview is over, we want to make sure that we get the contact information about your yoga programs as well, since they are fabulous and they are still available. So we want to make sure that people know about that. But it'll all be in the show notes. So anything we talk about here, um, Lisa Salinger will capture it and it'll be on the website. So, Wonderful. so Marty, you're doing a whole new project. Tell us. Yes, I am. I, I uh, have this new project called Why Can't We Serve? And it's a big deal. It's not a little thing. And uh, I'm going to need a lot of help. So any kind of visibility on the air really is um, greatly appreciated. So thanks for having me on. You are so I'll welcome. Just, uh, I'll just mention that uh, years ago, I was in the military. I was in the Air Force. I was a weatherman, and I actually loved being a weatherman. But I obviously came down with a rare eye disease and lost my vision. And I'm still loving the weather to this day, but I never had the opportunity to stay in the military in another position. You know, a lot of people who go into the military, they go in for, and I, they'd like to have a career. If they get wounded or if they get a disability, 
they're not allowed to stay in the military. So um, they are sent home. And I'd like to see that change. That's one part of the project. The other part is that there are like 18 and 19 and 20-year-olds who are wonderful, intelligent, enthusiastic, and committed to whatever they're doing in the world, but they have a disability. And because of that, they're not allowed to join the military. There's only two groups allowed to join the military, people with disabilities and ex-convicts. Everybody else can join the military. And with the ADA law being passed in 1990, plus all the high-tech changes, most of the jobs, or I'd say more than half of the jobs in the military are done on computer, and most people with disabilities are completely capable of doing those jobs. So uh, I'd like to see this project take off where it makes it possible for people with disabilities who want to join the military to know that that is an option, and soldiers who come back with wounds who are disabled know that they also have the option to stay in the military and have a career instead of being sent home. That's what it's about. I think, I mean, I think it's such a unique idea, and it so needs to come to the forefront. And... You know, I remember having a conversation with you a while back about this and thinking, gosh, this is just common sense. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, people with all kinds of disabilities could serve in the military. And of course, they could serve in all different kinds of careers in all different ways. But the military, I think, you know, may, and you can comment on this, I think the military has been so steeped in tradition and, yep. you know, physical prowess and, you know, all of that, that it's going to have to be a little bit of a, it's going to be a consciousness shift for them. Well, what do you think? How I, do you, I agree with you. Yeah. And, you know, 50 years ago, if you were going to be in the military, most of the time you were going into combat. It made sense to not have people with disabilities. But today, it doesn't make sense at all. And there are so many capable people with disabilities uh, that would actually make the military more diverse and I believe down the road more compassionate. Because if there were people who were wounded in combat being able to still have careers in the military, I think those young people who come into the military who got to see, you know, who would get to see people who were disabled because of the wounds they, achieved, you know, acquired in the in the combat positions, I think it would get them to rethink their desire to rush off to combat, you know. And I think that in the long run it would make the military a more diverse but also a more compassionate place for people to be. Oh, definitely. So, um, so you are creating a a documentary about this. So, tell us about that that project and how you're you're starting it, and you know, just talk about that. Well, I have five goals. The first goal is to raise the money that we need to make a documentary about this subject. The second goal is to make the best documentary that we can. The third goal is to distribute the documentary as widely as we can in the country. The fourth goal is to align with an organization or two that have similar into trying to help us bring legislation and policy change to the country. And the fifth goal is to do my best to shift the culture in this country around how people are seen who have disabilities. Definitely. We need we need a consciousness shift. So let's 
let's assume we'll, we'll talk about the crowdfunding, crowdfunding in a moment, but let's just say in an ideal world, you get all of the money that you need. So what's the vision for the documentary? That's a great uh, question. I already have a lot of ideas for the documentary. I want to interview congressmen and senators about this. I want to interview disabled veterans who would have enjoyed to stay in the military. I'd like to have a couple of young adult dis people with disabilities who would like to have had the option to join the military. I'd probably like to interview a couple of uh, parents or spouses of people, veterans who committed suicide, because we don't realize that the official number that the VA puts out is 22 veterans commit suicide every day. Yeah. That means today, 22 veterans are finding a way to you know, kill themselves because they, they are so lost and isolated and they carry such pain. And our society doesn't know what to do with them. They're doing their best with trying to help them, but it's not working. No, you know, it's not working. And those people, you know, I bet a huge percentage of those people could stay in the military doing very useful work. No question. And if I if I was a combat person in the military and I got wounded and all of a sudden I had uh, no use of my legs, for example, if I was if I knew that if I got myself together and rehabilitated and I, I could stay in the military and make a career of it, it would change my outlook on life. Uh, I would get an idea that I still had a chance to stay in the military and have a career. Maybe I could have a, a partner, a family. I have a life. If I'm immediately sent home in a wheelchair back to my community and I don't know how to live my life as a disabled person, I have no future in front of me. It's just horrible. And the thing is, it would cost the government less if they kept them in a useful, doing useful work rather exactly. than giving them money and them not being happy and funding their therapy and all their other stuff. You know, it, it, it's just, it just makes such common sense to me. It's kind of hard to believe it hasn't been talked about before. Yeah, it does make sense. And it's one of those things that nobody realized it was an issue. I'm making it uh, possible for people to all of a sudden know that it's an issue. My guess is when we get a chance to make this documentary and it's widely distributed, people are going to, there's going to be a groundswell of support for uh, making these policy changes because it's logical, it's rational, it makes sense, and there's no rational reason why we shouldn't have this change. Absolutely. And your trailer, the, the, uh, the trailer, your promotion was just so well done. That was a real, that was so well done. And if that's, you know, a sample of what the documentary is going to be like, you know, I think it's going to be really compelling. Thank you. I, I, I think that um, my heart's in the right place. I have a lot of passion and enthusiasm and commitment for the project. We just have to raise the money because filmmakers need money. And, you know, we're going to go to a few places to be interviewing people and um, these things do cost money and we're not you know 75,000 is what we're looking for um, it's not that much money in the bigger scheme of things but this is what we need to at least get the program started so how are you raising the money 
we're working with a, a, a crowdfunding company that's not for profit called HatchFund.org, and um, which means anybody who donates through Hatch the uh, the their tax deductible contributions. So whatever you contribute is tax deductible, which is really a good thing. And that's why we wanted to go with a not for profit because of the I wanted to give people who donate a chance to have this as a write off. Um, yeah, that's different from the other um, crowdsource sites, Indiegogo and Kickstarter, and those, which I, which I think is really great. So you can get a tax refund if you um, donate to it. And our website, whycantweserve.com, you know, has the promotional video on it, and it also has a place where you can, you know, press a, a link and go right to the place to uh, contribute. So, I did go on the website and um, with the intention of of donating, and there was a little bit of a, an accessibility issue. If people are having accessibility issues with the website, is there an alternative to that? It's a good question. My, my uh, web guy just put on a, uh, that piece of information. He said that if you are visually impaired and you're trying to contribute and you're not able to, please either find a sighted person or you can uh, put a check in the mail. You know, uh, I prefer that it goes through the hatch fund because checks that come to me, Marty Klein, or they come to Why Can't We Serve, you know, it gets confusing. I'd like it to be clean and simple, but I know that a few people have mentioned that they had issues, and that's something that I can't fix because it's not about our website. It's about the Hatch Fund uh, website, and they're not going to change it. Right, so. yeah. You don't you don't have control over that, and hopefully right. that won't be a stopping point for people um, to, to just, you know, because this is a really important issue, and I think all of us need to get involved even if it's just, you know, five bucks, you know, mm-hmm. just just even putting that amount of money into it, if that's all you can do, begins that flow of energy in the right direction. Um, yep. So I, I think it's I think it's an important thing to to donate to. So um, we were we were talking um, earlier, and you were using the word "disabled liberation," which is kind of a fascinating phrase for me. Um, tell me, tell me about what you mean about disabled liberation. It's a great question. Um, you know, for years I've been in the counseling world, and I've done a lot of work on myself, and I I learned all about oppression that takes place in the world. You know, sexism, adultism, racism. And there's this oppression that really affects the lives of all people with disabilities, where we get the message that we're helpless, we're a burden to society, we're less because we have a disability. And, you know, 100 years ago, those things were probably pretty accurate because everything that they did was with their body. But today, it's not that way. And the, uh, the oppression is that a lot of people with disabilities feel incapable and inadequate or less than because they have a disability. The idea of disabled liberation is helping those who are disabled to become more empowered about their lives, to not allow any of those negative stereotype recordings or beliefs to believe them. Not to believe them because they're all garbage. It's not true. Right. 
you know, we may, we, I may be blind, but I'm completely capable of doing anything. I can't drive a car, you know, and I can't do a couple of things around my lack of vision, but I am completely able-bodied in other ways, and I'm, I'm completely empowered to do all the things I want to do. So the idea of disabled liberation is doing my best to help people who have disabilities to get out of the poor me syndrome, to get out of the victim syndrome, to know that, yes, you have a disability, and yes, you are as powerful as you want to be, and there's no conflict there. Exactly. Exactly. So what other groups are you contacting? Um, I know you you and I are, are blind, but um, who else are you talking to? Well, you know, uh, I have a couple of people working for me, and they're sending out all kinds of uh, introductions and queries to all kinds of agencies, wounded warriors, Iraq, Afghanistan, veterans of America, um, you know, American Council of the Blind, National Federation of the Blind. There's so many agencies out there and organizations that are doing good work. But what's interesting is most of the work that they're doing is trying to help people who are already dealing with being a victim. Right. And, and I, I kind of like the analogy of smoking and cancer. Huh. You know, cancer is a horrible, dreaded disease. Most of the agencies that are out there are doing two things. One of them, they're trying to help people, you know, uh, who have cancer live a better life with it. You know, they want to find a cure for cancer. They want to help people uh, live a better life. But they're also trying to stop the behavior that's causing so many people to get cancer. They're encouraging people to stop smoking. They're trying to change the environment where now it's against the law to smoke in public buildings in most, in most of our states. These are changes to change the environment to make it less likely that more people in the future will come down with cancer. It's a culture, it's a, it's a whole culture change. Exactly, and that's what I'm trying to do with this project. All these people who have been, uh, who are veterans who are struggling are being helped by these agencies, which is good. But nobody's trying to change the system so the next five years we don't have as many or more veterans struggling some more. I'm right. trying to change it. So your plan is to take it up a notch and get into maybe even a little bit of a political realm, talking to congressmen and, and that kind of thing? I, I, you know, I'm not a political person. I've always <laughs> I know. been for my whole life. I try to avoid it. But you know what? When you really believe in something, if it has to go political, I'll go political. This is not about me. It's yeah. about trying to make change in the country that makes a difference. Yes. Yes. You go you go where you have to go to get it to get it heard and get the message out yeah. there. Um, and here are things that I need, you know, because I, I can't do this alone. I'm just one little person. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I have an engine of passion behind me. I understand that the issue can be changed, but I, I need to find veterans who want to support the project. I want to find people with disabilities who would like to support the project. I want to find organizations who will support the project, celebrities who will, who will stand up and, and cheer us on, um, and people you know, who are in relatively healthy, wealthy places who will, are willing to put up some money to see this project succeed. 
Yeah. So you've you've got um, you've got a lot of people to reach, but you know I think you're going to do it. I mean, you you are doing it. It's it's happening. Um, I believe it will happen. Uh, I see no reason. No, there's no rational reason why, when people hear about this, most people just say, "Well, duh." Of yeah. Course. Of course. <laughs> You know, and whether you donate a hundred or a thousand or five or ten dollars, it doesn't matter. In fact, to be honest with you, I'd rather have a thousand people donating donating ten or fifteen bucks than one person donating fifteen thousand. Yeah, because you've got you've got more me, energy. You've got more energy and more support. More people in the country. That's right. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, I yeah, want. and that's that's a beautiful thing, um, and and so. You know, we need to get it out there that, you know, this is where you go and this is how you do it. Um, you know, this it, it's easy to to donate to this to this project. And so what's your time frame? Uh, I know you start you launched it, what, a week or so ago? Yeah. On the 13th of October, we launched it. I think we're good until January 7th. So it's over the holiday season. Hopefully people will feel like giving to this project uh, a few bucks here and a few bucks there, and it'll make a difference. And um, I'm concerned because I can't do it by myself. I need right. help. And, um, you know, every day uh, some people donate, but it's not enough. But it's it's got to start multiplying as we get the word out and i think it will but i'm not sure you know i, I, mean? I think so, no i think i think it it will and you know i think you just assume that it will and and keep you know keep your keep your eyes on that goal of that finished product yeah. and you know just keep moving towards the finished product and you know it is coming up on the holiday season and i mean i know my family we don't give each other presents. We get to choose, you know, um, a charity and or something, and that's that's what we give to. And, you know, I think this is a a really worthy thing to to give to give to for the holiday season because it's it's going to take us into the new year. It's going to take us into a whole new idea of of what disability means. And yeah. I just I think it's a great it's a great thing, and I want to encourage people to to go do it. Well, you know, for me, no matter how successful we are here, I still have a bigger picture of tra- trying to change the culture in this country. And I, I have an image of uh, uh, at the end of the documentary, I, my plan is to have uh, about four, you know, people, two men, two women, in uniforms, Air Force, Army, Navy, Marines, with an uh, American flag behind them, um, and maybe some nice, you know, patriotic music on. But one of them is in a wheelchair. One of them is blind with a with a you know red tip cane. Yeah. It just let us let everybody know that there's nothing in the way of all these wonderful people with disabilities being able to serve their country. And there's a, you know, there's a lot of counterculture people that are down on the military, and rightly so for a lot of reasons. But between me and you, this is not a pro-military issue. This is a pro-disabled liberation issue. Absolutely. I want, 
I want more options for those who are disabled who would like to join the military, and I want more options for those soldiers who come back with wounds to be able to stay in the military. Exactly. You know, that, and that's the whole thing that I keep talking about. It's more choices for more people. I want people to have the choice. I'm not, I'm not a military person, you know. I'm, I'm a Quaker, you know. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's still... I want people to have the choice. They they yeah. should have the choice. And when you said that image of, you know, the the people at the end, I'm even thinking of of adding m- more people in that in that frame, you know, mm-hmm. the bl- a blind person and a person in a wheelchair and a woman and you know, and having invisible disabilities because you know a person with a prosthetic and their clothes on and everything you might not even know or you know, or you've even got PTSD yeah. that would keep them from being, you know, in combat, but they might be able to handle, you know, a computer type job. You know, they're invisible disabilities too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I got chills when you when you said that <laughs> you said said that picture. Well, that's it. That's it. That's that's the picture. That's how I want to end the documentary, and I want it to be a. Uh, the kind of movie that points out a problem, but it's not about the depressing side of things. It's more toward the inspirational side of how incredible uh, the people in this country are who have disabilities, who are achieving so much, who are doing so much. It's it's like almost, uh, it's a detriment to the military to not allow them to be able to serve. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can imagine it being a very, very positive, uplifting, you know, showing showing the world all the things that dis, that people can do and also showing them doing things, you know, in the in the military. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about it. And I'll tell you another thing, like a couple of months ago, uh, Carter uh, Ashton Carter, the Department of Defense uh, director, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, it, there was a whole article in the Huffington Post about this that he he was speaking to a conference uh, and he quoted he was he's been quoted as saying the military is no place for discrimination of any kind. <laughs> he was talking about sexual orientation. He was you know certainly focused on that, but. If he's a man of his word, he will support this, because if the military is against all forms of discrimination, then there's got to be a place in the military for people with disabilities who are intelligent, committed, and responsible. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think you've got, you've got a good thing, and... Um... You know, I'm going to be interested to see how it in- unfolds. Maybe you can come back and, and talk to us, you know, after January, I'll tell you how it's going. yeah, yeah, and, yeah, going. and just keep it, you know, keep talking about the about the whole thing. So, um, is there anything that that we need to cover about it that you'd like to talk about it that we haven't? Um, just I have a lot of statistics. You know, I think for me another piece of uh, makes logical sense again is the government uh, right now has twelve percent. I think it's twelve percent of the people serving you know who are uh working in the in the in the government in our country uh 12 percent of them are people with disabilities and they're handling their jobs just completely fine and elegantly <laughs> so if the government is clear that people with disabilities are wonderful and capable 
there's no reason why the military shouldn't be uh, they shouldn't be eligible for the military. There's no, no reason. Um, as far as uh, my information, I I have a why can't we serve Facebook page now. People can reach me uh, on why can't we serve at gmail dot com, and you can check out the website why can't we serve dot com. And when you check all these things, for, there's no apostrophe when you're dealing with the uh, internet. So it's w h y c a n t w e s e r v e dot com. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Good to know. And if people want to donate, and I really encourage them to do that, where do they go? Is that the same place? Yeah, you can go to the website, and right now, right now on the homepage, there's a, a link to click where you can see, watch the video, the promotional video. There's some articles and some of these everything you've heard on this phone call, you know, with you. You can uh, there's articles, there's a radio interview, there's a, a couple of newspaper articles. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to have a couple more articles done in the next week also uh, for papers. So all that's on the website, as, uh, along with a link to donate if you want to do that. Good deal. It sounds like the media is uh, starting to grab hold of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's what yeah. we need. You know, get yeah. it, get it out there. Um, yeah. Oh, that's that's super. So, um, okay, so it's why can't we serve dot com, and mm-hmm. um, you know, people can go there. It's a great thing to do for Christmas for yourself and um, for the planet. You know, for the country, it's it's a good thing to do. Um, so, this has been a a wonderful conversation, and I do, you know, I do want to um, make people aware too of your the blind yoga programs uh, because you're okay. still um, they're still out there and they're still good. And uh, where can people find those? Well, just for people's information, I still do yoga every day. I love it, and it makes a difference in my life, and it helps me stay strong and agile and. Uh, I'm really happy that I do it every day. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, the the uh, blindyoga.net is where you can go to that uh, website and find the uh, information about my 5CD package. Today, most people are downloading it. It's an MP3 download that you can get. You can get um, you can get the um, the disc four, just the workout now, right? Just the yeah, flow. Yeah. Yeah. This disc four is a one-hour uh, yoga flow. You can get that if you're already into yoga. If you're new at yoga, it's great to get the whole package because it's not just about yoga. It's also about disabled liberation, which is what I was talking about, <laughs> like empowering people, telling them how to get find a yoga class in their local community and insist that the teacher learn how to think well about a person with a disability. So all that's in the package. Right. It, it, it's, it's another example of... Um... We need to help ourselves. You know, we yeah. we get to help ourselves. We can help ourselves, um, and it, it really is our responsibility to to, to do that. So, um, you know, you're giving you're giving people options, and I think it's I think it's really important work. And I'm glad you're doing it. I think you're I think you're the man to do it. Well, thank you. I had a friend tell uh, tell me, he said, like, you know, Marty, you should run for Congress. I "I don't want to run for Congress. I just want to do this. I'm I'm happy to focus on this project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is enough. This will keep you busy for a while. 
Yes, for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mel, for having me on. And I, I just, you know, wish that, you know, whoever, you know, receives this information from you, that they just keep sharing it with their friends and their family and their databases, too, because we want to get the word out. Yeah, we will. We, we will post it everywhere that we can, and we'll, you, you'll be able to post it, too. Um, so, yeah, we'll get it out there. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome, Marty. Good deal. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat, y'all. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. You ready to eat? Let's eat. Let's eat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Let's Eat segment. Today, we're going to make something that I often have found intimidating. In the world of nutrition, we read a lot about the need for us to eat whole grains. But for me, cooking them sometimes can be intimidating. I have never done really well with putting things on the stove and then boiling them until all the water is absorbed. Things tend to stick and I've had problems with that. It's been better with microwaves. You can put rice in the microwave and it generally won't stick and works out pretty well. But I've been a little hesitant with some of the newer grains. And one of the most popular of those newer grains is quinoa. We seem to be reading about it everywhere these days. People put it in breakfast porridges and in salads and make casseroles out of it. And uh, so it does seem to be a, veg uh, a grain that we should be eating, but I have struggled with it. So today I'm going to tackle it. I'm going to make red quinoa and I'm going to use it in a corn and quinoa pilaf that will go with my dinner tonight. So I'm going to start with a box of red quinoa that I have. Apparently there are a couple of varieties of quinoa, but they don't necessarily taste that different, I don't think. Um, I've been told that red quinoa might be a little bit milder. I'm not sure if that's true or not. But I'm going to put one cup, because my recipe calls for one cup of red quinoa, so I'm going to put one cup of it in a measuring cup. Um, because one of the first things that you will find with the instructions for cooking quinoa is that you need to rinse it. Apparently quinoa has a waxy coating on each of the grains that if you leave there will make the quinoa taste bitter. So I'm going to um, put mine into a measuring cup and then I'm going to put it into one of those screen type strainers, you know, the ones with the really, really fine holes. That way I can rinse it and it'll rinse away. You don't have to rinse it heavily, I'm told, just um, a gentle rinse. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'm pouring out my cup of quinoa now. And you know what? It might take most of this package. I wasn't sure quite how big this package really was. But no, this package is slightly bigger than my one cup that I need. So 
I'm going to say what's left for another use. Quinoa is an interesting uh, grain. It, it, it's, it's smaller than rice, but it's little round, um, flat pellets, sort of. I don't know how else to describe it. And it has kind of a nutty flavor when you eat it if you've never tried quinoa. And um, it, it's used any 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 dish that would normally use rice or <clears throat> any casserole or salad or whatever. And uh, it has it, it, it's a it has a lot of protein in it. Okay, I've got myself back on track. I had dumped my quinoa into the um, casserole dish that I plan to use rather than into my sieve. So I had to scoop it all out of the um, casserole and put it in the uh, my sieve. So I'm going to rinse it now. And like I said in the first place, just a gentle rinse will clear off the little bitters. Um, so I've just got to run cold water on it and you know make sure that all of it gets wet. And apparently that bitter waxy coating that is on quinoa will wash away. That's a good enough little rinse, so I'm going to shake it gently just to get the water so that when I move my um, strainer back over to the casserole dish, I won't be dripping water. So I put my hand under it so I can tell that it's not dripping anymore. And I'm just shaking it gently to get all the excess water off. Now I'm going to put the quinoa back into my casserole dish. And I'm going to add one and one quarter cups of water because that's what it calls for. And I'm going to put it in the microwave. So, <laughs> one cup. Bring that in, and I need one quarter cup. All right, and then I'm just going to stir it around a little bit so that it doesn't stick to the bottom of my microwave casserole. And I'm going to cover my casserole with. Um, plastic wrap because I don't have a lid for this particular casserole. I'm using about a one and a half quart casserole dish. Probably a one quart would work, but I have a one and a half, so that's what I'm using. And um, I'm going to cover this with um, plastic wrap and microwave it for 12 minutes as per the recipe. I got this recipe from my local newspaper. They, uh, in posting some fall recipes, posted how to do quinoa in the microwave, and I thought that was really a... I had kind of avoided cooking quinoa. My daughter used it quite a bit, and I've eaten it. But 
but I hadn't really cooked it myself. So while the quinoa is cooking for 12 minutes, I am going to cut up an onion and I'm going to saute that onion in a pan for about six minutes. And then I'm going to add two cups of frozen corn. And when the quinoa is finished cooking, I will add the corn and the onion to my quinoa. <clears throat> and I will probably season it with maybe a half a teaspoon or so of cumin, because I like the flavor of cumin, but you could use chili powder or any other spice that you would like to use, depending on what flavor you'd like this to have. Some people use Italian seasoning. Um, and this will make a nice side dish for my dinner tonight. Okay, my onion is almost done sauteing. It's been cooking about five minutes and it's gotten nice and soft and is browning. So I'm begin going to add the two cups of corn kernels from a frozen bag and let that saute just a little bit to, to thaw and heat up the corn kernels. I took the corn out of the freezer when I first started to cut up the onion so that it would at least begin to thaw. And so it's like two-thirds of the way thawed now, so all I have to do is actually put it in with my onion. And my quinoa turned out perfectly in the microwave. I just fluffed it with a fork and it's the perfect consistency. I'm really amazed because this recording is actually the first time I have done this because I just read that it was possible. So it actually turned out very well. Depending on the wattage of your microwave, you may need 13 or even 14 minutes, maybe as high as 15, but for my microwave, which is an 1100 watt um, microwave, I found that the 12 minutes that the uh, recipe suggested was actually quite um, excellent. So I am very happy to have learned how to do quinoa in the microwave, and I hope that you are happy with it too and that it encourages you as well as me to use more grains in our recipes and to try alternative grains. I know that it is possible to do bulgur and couscous in the microwave as well, so we may talk about those in future podcasts. But until then, enjoy healthy cooking. If you would like to contact us, you can reach us through the Blind Alive community through blindalive.com and you can reach me on Twitter. So until next time, happy cooking. Do you have dreams of getting fit and healthy only to have them shattered? Blind Alive is here to help. We offer competitively priced, eyes-free workouts with complete descriptions designed for you, whatever your level of health or fitness. You can download or purchase CDs, and if you have any trouble, support is just a click or call away. Check us out today at www.blindalive.com. And if you like what you find, be sure to tell your friends. Don't just live, be alive.
I love the way Peggy does these let's eat segments. It makes me feel like I'm sitting in the kitchen with her while she's cooking and having a cup of tea. And red quinoa is a new one on me. I expect it's got more nutrients than the regular quinoa. So I'm definitely going to try that because I use quinoa quite a bit in place of pasta and even... um, rice. It's really even better than rice. But I'm not going to get all excited about that because I can go off. And so the show notes will have the recipe for quinoa. It will also have Marty's contact information and links. Lisa does a great job with the show notes. And Jamie Pauls will have edited this podcast by the time you are hearing it. So thanks to Jamie for doing such a great job. And you can find everything at blindalive.com and go subscribe to the newsletter. Um, Newsletter subscribers get the news first of anything that's coming out that's brand new, and there are some cool stuff coming out. So uh, go subscribe to the newsletter, and we will be here for Podcast 30 in a couple of weeks. Take care. (laughs) 